Merry Christmas and Happy Epiphany. Holly and I are still recovering from the holidays, and people, we love you, but we are tired. We didn't want to leave you in the lurch, though. So, from the archives, we've dug up our Epiphany episode from last year. This is thematically appropriate for a number of reasons. A. It's going to be Epiphany in a couple days. And B. There's a new Star Wars movie out, and this episode is most famous for me throwing We Three Kings under the bus for having Yoda-like grammar, among other gripes. Anyway, we talked about this show when Scott Gunn came on a couple weeks ago to tear down Silent Night. So if you're new to the show, here's what that was about. The Collect Call, taking a torch to sentimental favorites since 2014. Also, shameless plug here, but I'm on the search committee for the next bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Indianapolis, and today we published our diocesan profile. Check it out at HoosierBishopXI.org. Do you think God might be calling you or someone you know to be our next bishop? Nomination forms are on the website, and we are taking names till February 15th, 2016. Finally, before we get to the show, a little credit where credit is due. This rendition of We Three Kings you're listening to right now is by Ben DeVries, who we're pretty sure is related to Aaron DeVries, though we don't know if he's a cousin or a brother or what. Anyway, it's distributed under a Creative Commons license, and you can find his music at, say it with me now, badgerland.bandcamp.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Brendan, and thanks for listening to The Collect Call. We're going to do a collect call first today. I'm going to retract something that I am going to say on this episode before you've even heard it. So, spoiler alert, coming up, I'm going to throw the hymn We Three Kings under the bus in a pretty big way. But as I was editing, I discovered a truly spectacular rendition of the song by one Maya Solovey. So I'd encourage you to listen all the way to the end of the show where we'll be playing her version of this tune that I am going to trash. So this is a preemptive retraction. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to The Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 moment, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. My name is Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and member of Church of the Holy Trinity in Georgetown, Kentucky. Are you sure you're not David Simmons? <laughs> I know that it's pretty convincing, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. It was really weird listening to the podcast without being on it. Well, and I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I'm also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints, and I was bereft without Holly last week. Aww. <laughs> yeah, Holly has been um, recovering from a case of the crud, so I'm still recovering, but Brendan has a quick finger on the edit button to pause, uh, to mute out all my coughs and sniffles, so... <laughs> This podcast is about the Collect of the Week, a short prayer that occurs near the beginning of services in Episcopal churches. Now, collect is kind of a funny-sounding word, but it's spelled like collect, as in you might collect consumer products featuring myrrh, including Crabtree and Evelyn Moroccan Myrrh Cologne, Perlier Precious Myrrh Bath Cream, and the Bible Times Spice Pack, intended for use in The Miracle of Jesus Spice Shop. 
I'm not sure if you saw this or not. Those of you who follow me on Twitter might have seen it, but there's a um, company called Zumbody or Zoombody. I'm not sure how you say it, but it's Z-U-M. Anyway, I got like a sampler kit of their kind of organic soaps and lotions and stuff. And I was going through it right before Christmas, and I found that I had a tiny bar of frankincense and myrrh soap. So I've been eagerly washing myself in anticipation of the wise men. <laughs> so, you, so you smell like epiphany? Uh, li- listen, I have never spelled more epiphanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is most appropriate since we are having a special bonus episode for this principal feast of the church. It's time for Epiphany. I know people get all bit out of shape about these things. I know at the church where I go, we're actually, uh, we celebrate Epiphany the Sunday before, which I know is like a thing, but the technical feast day is Tuesday, January 6th which we will be celebrating it on that day at All Saints, just to be clear. Brendan's parish is a little more Anglo-Catholic than mine is. Yeah, tiny bit, but that's all right. (laughs) It's okay. Anyway, shall I read the collect? Sure. This collect is on page 214 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by the leading of a star, you manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you now by faith, to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So we talk about the 12 days of Christmas and your 13th day after Christmas, January 6th, is the Epiphany, which is also known as the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. While the kind of most important event that we associate with Epiphany, or the most prominent one we associate with Epiphany, is the Magi, or the three wise men, showing up to give gifts to Jesus. Checking out the book that we've used on the podcast here sometimes, Stars in a Dark World, there are also three other events strongly associated with Epiphany, which are the Adoration of the Shepherds, uh, Jesus' Baptism, and Jesus' First Miracle, the turning of water into wine at the wedding in Cana. Well, we'll be talking about Jesus' Baptism coming up very soon to a podcast near you. But that's interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that was new to me, too, when I looked it up. As far as the liturgical celebration of Epiphany goes at my church, it's pretty much all about the wise men. Mm -hmm. And to see the shepherds and the wise men and the wedding at Cana uh, all wrapped up in there uh, was pretty interesting to me because at least the author of Stars in a Dark World is asserting that the main point of Epiphany is Jesus becoming known to the world. And these are the four early ways in which that happens. So if I'm not mistaken, Brendan, you might have a bit of a bold assertion about Epiphany. Brendan's bold assertion. Yeah, my bold assertion is that I really hate We Three Kings. (laughs) You know, I really like the idea around Epiphany. This whole idea of how Jesus becomes known is pretty interesting to me. But if you are in a church that is observing Epiphany in some form or fashion, then the fact of the matter is that you're probably going to focus on the Magi, and you're probably going to be singing We Three Kings, and it will probably be played at a tempo where it will be approximately as long as Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and... It's basically, like, written by Yoda. I know we three kings of Orient are, and bearing gifts we traverse afar, and born a king on Bethlehem's plain, frankincense to offer, have I? 
and then you have the, the geographical incorrectness of the whole thing, because the Magi, who were probably Persian astrologers, so basically coming from Iran, you know, they are, they, they come uh, over field and fountain, moor and mountain. Well, okay, I'm okay with fields, and fountains, I'm guessing, is like license for talking about springs, and I'm sure there are mountains in there. But moors are a very f- specific type of geographic feature that does not occur in the Middle East, and this whole thing just offends my sensibilities on, on top of it being played impossibly long and slowly. That is my bold assertion. We Three Kings is not a good hymn. This is maybe my favorite thing ever when Brendan gets really worked up about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I actually learned something in prepping for this podcast. One that Brendan hates We Three Kings. <laughs> there goes my awesome plan to dress me, Brendan, and the official linguist of the Collect Call as the Three Kings for Halloween next year. Um, I was gonna hop on board with that train a little bit in the whole thing about the Orient because obviously they didn't come from an Oriental country but then I learned that the Orient has often just been referred to as anything east of Europe Yeah. so I, I guess I'm wrong about that I guess I can't yeah. have too much beef with that word necessarily yeah so, so, so Persia counts and you know the sad thing about all of this actually is that as much as I kind of dislike We Three Kings, there's actually a whole lot of solid theological content in the hymn itself. What the hymn is attempting to do is tie the gifts that the Magi are bringing to aspects of who Jesus is. So talking about the gold to crown him, the frankincense to represent the prayers ascending to heaven, and the myrrh as a foreshadowing of Jesus' death. And that's all good stuff. It's just... It really can be done better. You don't have to program this song for your your epiphany service. Everybody thinks it's a Christmas carol anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because um, at my church's Christmas pageant, the wise men appeared, as they want to do, um, (laughs) following an adorable young lad who carried a long stick with a little star on top (laughs) throughout the congregation, (laughs) which was real cute. (laughs) But then a friend of mine who's fairly new to the Episcopal Church was with me at the pageant, and she said, okay, so what's Epiphany then? And I said, well, it's the wise men coming to see Jesus. And she was like, we just did that. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, it took them a while. They were coming from the Orient, you know, so. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It is interesting. I just, I think what I love the most about the idea of Epiphany is this symbolism of us being called by Jesus. Um, what What is the star that draws us to where Jesus is? What is the light that, that's guiding us towards that? I mean, I don't have an answer for that necessarily. Wouldn't it be cool if I did, though? <laughs> <laughs> but I just like the, the concept of what things, especially what things that are, are commonly occurring in nature, what elements of God's creation are, are drawing us toward a renewed relationship with, with Jesus. I've always been a, a, a star girl, you know. I love looking at the stars. One of my favorite things about the house where I currently live is that I'm technically within the city limits, but my backyard is very dark, and I can see a lot of the stars from where I am, 
which makes me like ridiculously happy. And oh, that's um, cool. every time I look at the stars, I think about the fact that every one of those stars is a sun. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's mind boggling. And, and it's really, it's weird for me to be at a loss for words, but it does kind of put me in that unusual boat. <laughs> um, right. So maybe that's why I like Epiphany so much. I don't know. It's like, it's a way of remembering the creation of the earth and, and the heavens and, and the creation of the life that's, that is promised to us through the baby. I guess one thing I'll mention that, that maybe puts a somewhat darker spin on this is that I view Epiphany as the start of a mature consideration of what the baby means for us. Um, Christmas is a fairly benign season, but you're going to hear at your Epiphany service this passage from Matthew uh, about the Magi showing up. You'll note, by the way, that uh, the Matthew does not actually specify the number of kings or Magi. It only specifies the number of gifts, and we infer that there's one person per gift, but uh, the gospel doesn't tell us that, so just to be clear. One of the other things that's happening in the gospel is not just the presentation of the gifts, uh, but also the gospel passage is going to close out with the wise men being warned in a dream not to return by the same road they came, and they encountered Herod on the road that they came. Uh, Instead, they were warned to return by another road, and so we're already here at this early stage while Jesus is still a baby, getting a sense of the very high-risk nature of the Christian enterprise. Oh, that's a really good point, too. So we haven't really touched much on the collect itself, but in, our, in my ongoing quest to think about what is it we're really asking for here, we're basically asking to go to heaven in this prayer from, from what I'm getting. <laughs> like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty innocuous prayer as they go but yeah we're asking that we may be led to jesus to so that we may see him face to face but rather than having a star we will be led by by god himself or herself i guess right although i appreciate that this version of the collect has a little bit of ambiguity about when that encounter might occur it actually can be read in such a way that the possibility of encounter here on earth is there as well and that's a revision that happened in this edition of the prayer book so previous versions of the prayer book read mercifully grant that we who know thee now by faith may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious godhead And here uh, we're taking out any specific reference to when that face-to-face encounter might occur. Interesting. So, Twitter challenge? I think that is exactly what time it is. All right. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, You go first. I followed a star once only to wind up in a Carl's Jr. parking lot. (laughs) God, clear up light pollution so I can follow the right one. Hashtag epiphany. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> okay. Well, here's mine. Oh, star of wonder, star of night. Brendan and I might get in a fight. He's unhappy. <laughs> I get sappy. <laughs> Hashtag we three kings. Hashtag epiphany. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could have finished out the verse, but I didn't have enough characters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, that's awesome. Yay! Well, if you would like to let us know how you feel about Epiphany, and, you know, it's okay to be Team Brendan or Team Holly, um, <laughs> or, you know, Team Yoda, since apparently Brendan's got him dragged <laughs> in the middle of this, um, you can tweet us at the Collect Call. You can send us an email at the Collect Call at axeightmoment.org, or you can find our ever growing boards of curious collections on pinterest at pinterest.com slash the call call and you can get in touch with our parents organization the acts eight moment at acts eight moment.org facebook.com slash acts eight moment or on twitter at acts eight moment and i just like to to thank uh, the reverend david simmons again for so ably filling in for me last week and also really nailing that impression dude i'm i'm gonna gonna be seeing if you can participate in conference calls for me in the future (laughs) (laughs) well if you enjoy this show please share it with a friend or write us a review on itunes absolutely our music is let all mortal flesh keep silence by aaron devries distributed under a creative commons license Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And join us in just a few days for our next podcast, which will be dealing with the baptism of our Lord. Till then, happy epiphany. Happy epiphany. We three kings of Oriandar, bearing gifts we traverse afar, build and find.